The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Now when the saints go marching in, now when the saints go marching in, yes I want to be in that number. When the saints go Sing it again. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. November 1st, 7 a.m. Brenda and Patrick with you on this All Saints edition of the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, Patrick. Boy, you look like you are ready with your umbrella dancing down Bourbon Street. Oh, my goodness. You cannot beat Louis Armstrong. You know, that is that you just you just put a smile on my face. We got a brand new month celebrating with the solemnity of all souls and all all kinds of exciting things going on throughout November. Yeah, so it's All Saints Day, a holy day of obligation, or as we like to say, opportunity. A, a holy day of opportunity. That's right. So work that into your day. Uh, go open up your phone app before you even leave the door this morning. Figure out, you know, what time Mass is going to be that you are going to attend. And get it into the schedule so you know. So that way, last minute, you're like, oh, you know, I got to get to church. Where am I going to go? And then you're all, whenever you do that, you're always like 10 minutes behind when it just started or something like that. <laughs> but you'll be early on Sunday because uh, we got daylight savings time coming to an end, right? That's right. On uh, so Saturday we'll night, 2 a.m., we fall, fall back. back. So, so you don't, you don't want to show up to, to, to church or, you know, an hour early. An hour so it could... late. No, you'd be an hour. You'd be early. an hour early yeah, if, you hour early, right? if you didn't fall back. That's right. 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 Yeah. So, so your your eight well, a.m. mass would you'd be there at seven. Well, if you do, then that'll give you time uh, to get in line for confession of <laughs> all of those things. So happy All Saints to everyone out there. We've already been talking about it today. Fortunately, here for us, you know, Southwest Washington, Portland metro area, Salem, I think there is a mass going on almost every hour this morning. You have noontime opportunities and then in the afternoon and into the evening, more opportunities around. I, I even saw a mass as late as eight o'clock tonight. Yeah. So yeah, so, so they, they got you covered. They, yeah, they got you covered. I think we were looking at the cathedral uh, here in Portland, they're at, I think, tw- they got a noontime, 12, 12, 15 mass. So right. I think we'll head gonna... down there. So if you want to see us uh, go marching in. <laughs> go marching in. That's right. So, And just kind of looking back, how was your Halloween evening? Uneventful. Uneventful. It was quiet. Which was good. Which, which was very good. But I wanted to be at your house because you gave out full-size candy bars. <laughs> I mean, you're the queen of the neighborhood. I tell you what, I, I, I wish more people knew that because I am definitely trying to buy my way into the favorite neighbor. It makes up for me yelling at the kids who drive fast down my street. Slow down, you kids. Uh, <laughs> Stay out my yard. Yeah. <laughs> 
But the good deacon, he did go out early in the evening because he knew that there would be some kids coming. Our leaves are just, we've got two big maple trees in our front yard and the leaves are all over the place. Oh, you're not alone. They're ev- they're everywhere. So we wanted to blow a little pathway so the kids knew where, because we got a couple of steps and, and they were kind of covered. So, but yes, I gave away big candy bars. And so the kids were like, Whoa. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll even let you pick you one you want out because it came in a little variety pack. So, so of all the kids that came by, any costume stand out? Uh, let's see here. There were a couple of little football players. I think their mom and dad might have been uh, Jets fans. Oh. Yeah. And so they were both dressed up in green. Maybe they, yeah, they weren't Packers. I don't, I think they were Jets, little, little, two little Jets. Uh, I also saw, I did see a cowgirl come walking up and then of course always the late ones in the evenings that come those high schoolers that just go in the closet and put on whatever crazy outfits they can find and then they go running around and uh yeah they were the ones that most appreciated the big candy bars that i had to give them last night so but otherwise pretty uneventful i noticed you didn't bring any with you this morning i did not so here's the funny (laughs) thing though so my son my 18 year old he went over to his girlfriend's house they were dressed as eve and wally from the movie wally the cartoons they were kind of bounding meaning that they didn't he didn't have like a square box he just kind of had the clothes that look like you know a worker and she was in white they were very cute so he was gone i didn't see him when i came you know by the time i went to bed and he came home but mysteriously all of the leftover candy bars that were in my candy bowl they're gone i don't know where they went he was doing you a favor. I suppose so. Yeah. I don't want to eat all that. No. I have a weakness for, I mean, I do love those peanut butter cups. Almond Hershey bars. Ooh, yeah. I like yeah. the almond Hershey bars, that little bit of crunch with the chocolate. I kind of like the cookies and cream. I know that's not everybody's taste, but that mm-hmm. cookies and cream Hershey, yeah. Okay. Now, you want to get me going. We were talking about this the other day, and I really got to thinking about the favorite candy, Kinder Bueno. What? Kinder Bueno. That's my, I think my favorite. I've I, never I said heard Snickers of that. And I'm, I'm, you know, Snickers is up there, but I, I got to thinking about it. And it's like those little Kinder Bueno bars. Oh, they're so good. Well, now I'm going to have to look that up. Yes, in, definitely. In the break and I see highly, what those are. And they are. have egg, little eggs too. Yeah. Oh, no, I know yeah. the Kinder eggs. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. All right. That's not too bad. So, <laughs> well, we better get to a show, Patrick. We could be talking candy. We got to go to church today to confess all the gluttony maybe that I had <laughs> with the candy yesterday. What do you got today? Well, hey, you know, nothing captivates the imagination like the story of D.B. Cooper. Sure. And I have got an update. They're, 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 they never will turn loose at this story for some reason. They may have found a D.B. Cooper artifact outside of Vancouver. Really? Yeah. Okay. I want to hear about okay. that. And they worked on negotiations late into the night, but Portland Public School authorities and teachers could not come to an agreement for the first time in history. PPS teachers, they're on strike this wow. morning. So I got an update for you on that story as well. So we got a great show ahead for you on this All Saints Day. Let's start with Dave Moore and Arise. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Matcha Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio out of Dallas, Texas. That is Dave Moore and Arise. Pat and Brenda with you on this All Souls Day. And we're celebrating uh, with the Saints marching in. 7-11. And when we come back, Father Dan joins us to get deeper into the meaning of this solemnity. That's after we check that wet weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life affirming health care to patients of all ages. We are looking for an experienced medical assistant who is passionate about our mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Mater Dei Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Mater Dei Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MaterDayRadio.com. That's MaterDayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Day Radio. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, clouds filling the sky this morning, and it's going to be a rainy afternoon. Now, there might be a passing morning shower, but then precipitation really starts to pick up after lunch with a quarter to a half inch falling. Highs today staying in the upper 50s, and overnight rain continues, and lows drops to about 50 degrees. Thursday, more rain, highs near 60 degrees. So I noticed temperatures were much more mild when I uh, left the house this morning by about 10 degrees. Yeah, 47 (laughs) right now at uh, St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, the Mother Church here in Portland. And it is 49 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. Good morning. This is Dina Marie with a Franciscan moment on Mater Dei Radio. As Christians, we believe in the communion of saints, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. With our hope placed in Jesus Christ, it is a privilege and a duty to pray for those who have gone before us. During the month of November, the Catholic Church commemorates all who have died, especially on All Saints and on All Souls Day. To help us discover more about our relationship with the Holy Souls, we have Franciscan Friar Father Dan Petit with us this morning. Father Dan, thanks for joining us once again today. 
Well, good morning, Dean and Maria. Good to be with you again. I, I just so happen to have noticed uh, a couple of weeks ago, we've got quite an extended uh, conversation going on here, which is wonderful. And uh, these topics are so timely. Well, I think talking about the saints and the souls, particularly in this month of November, is so important. And I think so much confusion or misunderstanding, particularly from our Protestant brothers and sisters. But we do say in our in our creed, I believe in the communion of saints. You know, yeah. who are the communion mm -hmm. of saints? How are we related to these communion of saints? Yeah, the communion of saints is what it's it's kind of uh, well, it's really the unity of the church, uh, which can never be destroyed because our unity is rooted in the communion of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The devil can't divide the Trinity, and when we participate in the life of the Trinity by baptism, we're incorporated into the, this unity with one another as the church. Now, I know this side of the grave, it looks like we're all divided all, most of the time, but really, you can't really divide the church as much as separate people from it. And the communion of saints are those who have persevered in their membership in the church and the grace of baptism, confirmation, Eucharist, and are now in heaven in the communion of saints. And that's where we're headed, actually, is to take up our place within that eternal that eternal communion uh, in the heavens. Right. Well, we have these two feast days, All Saints and All Souls, the beginning of November, and there's some great history. But when we talk about saints, these are all the people, whether they're canonized or not, that are in heaven. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's uh, this, that we have the formal saints, of course, that we have in a way, demonstrations by miracles and the like before they can be canonized. There's uh, the requirements necessary for canonization, including two miracles that are verifiable and and the like. So those are the formally canonized saints, but then there's all sorts of other men and women not formally canonized by the church who are also there. Like we can speak of our ancestors, our grandparents, great-grandparents, -grand great-uncles, all these people that are up there who are not formally canonized, but also persevered in the grace of Christ and um, did gain their place in, in the heavens as well. So it's all of them together, you know, whether they're formally declared by the church or not, saints are in the heavens, you know. Right. Right. Father Dan Petit is with us as we commemorate the month of November and this time to pray for all souls. So we have this idea of souls. Who are the souls? And we have uh, this interesting, I don't know, I've heard it uh, explained as an, a, an experience, an event, a place, but it's beyond our, our, our comprehension, purgatory, where the souls are in, in a purification process. What happens when we die, Father Dan? This is a question we can't quite answer, but a lot of people have speculated. Right, right. It is. We do have it on Revelation, of course, in the Bible. Purgatory exists. Uh, heaven obviously exists. It's the book of Revelation makes that so clear. And then, of course, hell exists as well by the teaching of Christ in the Gospels. It, you know, purgatory, if you think in terms of what is going on there, and it, it's most helpful, I find, to remember where we're headed in the heavens is the communion of saints. 
Am I able to take up my place in the communion of saints? And if I'm not, I need to be purified. So, so it won't be the case, for example, we'll, we'll, we'll die and then God will say to us, okay, you have your right to privacy. I'm going to, I have this nice isolated place for you in the heavens with some Wi-Fi. You can sit over there all by yourself. No, no, it, it, that's, you're not being, the heaven isn't a place where you're isolated. It's going into a place where you're living the grace that brings us together instead of the things that pull us apart. And so if I'm not well disposed to live in communion, I need to go to purgatory to have whatever that is that's impeding me from participating in communion. Maybe it's a grudge, it's unforgiveness, it could be any number of things. But purgatory is the place where that would be dealt with in a way, um, because you can't go into the heavens and start ragging on people and complaining against them and getting angry with them and fighting and picking on fights and stuff. Jesus won't let you in. You know, you're going to need to go to purgatory to deal with that, whatever that is. And that's what purgatory, that's what the teaching of it does, is it, 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 it purifies you to then be well disposed to take up your place in the communion of saints. So when we talk about Father Dan praying for our loved ones, and that's what we're really invited to do really anytime, but particularly in November is this time in the church. How, how are our prayers used? How, why do we pray? And how long have we been praying for the dead? Is this something always in Christian tradition and belief? Yeah, absolutely. It goes back to the, you know, the earliest days of the church when it was still in the catacombs of Rome. We can see from the paintings on the catacombs beneath the city when they were being persecuted, the indication of the prayers that the faithful in these caves were praying for their dead who had just been, you know, maybe martyred or, or whatever. There's all these prayers, indication of prayers for the dead. So that's as far back as the young church when it was still persecution. So yes, I mean, the reason for that, of course, uh, we've come to understand is that after you die, you're completely incapable of further grace in terms of meriting grace. Uh, right now, we can change. We're still capable of converting. We're still capable of responding to the call of Christ, improving our lives, appropriating the virtues that bring us together as opposed to the vices that pull us apart, we can always be growing in those virtues. But once we die, that's a period on our life. Now our time is over and we're completely at the disposal of the prayers of the church or those people still alive in order to gain heaven if we're in purgatory. And so that's why we have the Feast of All Souls on November 2nd. We're encouraged as a church to pray for our beloved dead because we we don't know for a fact where everybody is we hope we know where they are but we want to pray to get them there right right father dan with us today as we're talking about the month of november and praying for all souls uh the souls in purgatory because there is i i've heard the four last things there's judgment at the time of death right. and then there's purgatory hell and heaven. Now, purgatory isn't leading us to heaven. So we're assured heaven. Um, but we also have to remember that there is a hell. And I think one of the quotes I saw is that 
those who don't believe in hell are going to be the most susceptible of going there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the fact that I doubt it doesn't thereby establish the fact of non-existence. Uh, we don't have that. Our doubt doesn't have that kind of power to just declare something non-existent. But I, I think the thing, too, that we need to realize is, you know, once we do meet the final judgment of Christ, it's not like we're going to be able to charm him into letting us in, or we're not going to be able to, you know, maybe manipulate our way in. Because once he decides, once the judgment has been declared based on the life we've just lived, it's over. It's final. It's just. It's complete. It's And it's understood. But, you know, if you look at the judgment text in Scripture, it speaks of wailing and gnashing of teeth, which means not everybody accepts that judgment. They kind of go into a hissy fit. There's, there's like grinding of teeth and anger and how dare you judge me like this or you know like there is a kind of a protest but it's not going to matter because that judgment of christ is final you when when we face him and that's why now we want to be preparing for that day when we do meet christ yeah Father Dan Petit with us is with us. And Father, I want to talk with you a little bit about St. Francis and go back to the time of St. Francis and look at his example. But we are coming up to a break. So hold on and we'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. Sure thing. It is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. In our open, we were talking about making sure to schedule into your day an opportunity to go to Mass today. Also, while you're online, go to materdayradio.com. Check out our community calendar. All kinds of things happening today, too, to help celebrate and honor All Saints Day, tomorrow All Souls Day and great events all the way through the weekend. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu, materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the great Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend 
two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 in Mater Day Radio and the legend of D.B. Cooper continues to grow. They found another artifact. We'll tell you more about that just ahead. And for the first time in their history, Portland Public School teachers are on strike. I'll have the update for you on that story in three minutes. Here is Katie Hurst and Answers. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. What about all the earthquakes, fires and hurricanes? Why does it keep on storming when you could stop the rain? I want the answers. What about all the sickness medicine can't solve? What about all the cancer? You could heal it all. I want the answers. You know my questions. You know. between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio, that's Katie Hurst and Answers. It's 7.30. 
Portland educators are on strike Wednesday. Portland Public Schools and the Portland Association of Teachers made the announcement Tuesday evening following months of unsuccessful negotiations between Portland Public Schools and the Portland Association of Teachers. The strike affects more than 80 campuses district-wide, with the exception of district charter schools. This is the first strike in in PPS history. Tuesday afternoon, officials reiterated their argument that the union's proposal is not financially possible. And teacher leadership said there's been no movement on major issues like cost of living increases. They also said the district has refused to bargain over issues such as class size limits and student mental health support. In addition, they said PPS latest proposal removes language regarding special education they already agreed on. The strike will cancel classes on Wednesday and Thursday unless there is an agreement soon. Students were not expected to attend school on Friday due to a professional development day. If the strike continues through Friday, district officials said report cards going to be delayed. A wild and uh, enveloping scene developed all across Marion County yesterday. Pursuit of an armed suspect who crashed into a Salem home and shot and critically injured a woman yesterday morning, then headed east on State Highway 22 towards Central Oregon, ended near Detroit, where police said the man stopped his pickup and shot and killed himself. Around 1040 yesterday morning, Salem police responded to the 1300 block of Vista Avenue southeast on the call of a man driving his truck into a home, then shooting a woman who was inside and fleeing the scene. The woman was taken to Salem Health with critical injuries. Officers said they learned of a possible threat to the victim's children who attend Morningside Elementary School near the home. Out of an abundance of caution, police said the school was locked down. At around 11.15 yesterday morning, the pickup truck was spotted heading east on State Highway 22 by Marion County Sheriff's deputies who were able to get it stopped outside of Detroit. Eventually, deputies approached the vehicle and learned the man had died inside of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The Vatican's Dicastery for the Clergy has agreed to review the merger of two archdioceses of St. Louis parishes with Archbishop Mitchell Ruzanski had decreed in May as part of a major pastoral planning initiative affecting parishes and priests in the archdiocese. Both parishes had, at Ruzanski's direction, been subsumed into others in recent months, creating new parish groupings. St. Elizabeth and St. Phillips and James were just two of several parishes with parishioners who sought recourse from the Vatican against the decrees beginning in the summer. Now, under canon law, a diocesan bishop has the authority to alter parishes, but only for a just specific reason to each parish. Concern for souls must be the principal motivation for modifying a parish. There is no specific timeline for the Vatican's review of the decrees, but a decision could take several months, the Archdiocese said. Now, this is an unusual story, of course, back east. But the reason why I bring this up is because this is one of the similar models that the Archdiocese of Seattle is undergoing now. And we all were notified of the parish groupings I talked about uh, previously on the morning blend. So we're going through it. And I think that, well, this is recorded course for some of those parishes whose groupings um, are, are not in agreement with the parishioners. 
Well, the legend of D.B. Cooper continues what? to grow. It, 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 it will never go away. Never, never, never. indeed. And, but uh, a new search effort that started last Thursday, amateur D.B. Cooper investigators claim they found a flat sheet, which they believe was used by the escape plane hijacker back in 1971. A small search team led by amateur investigator Eric Eulis searched a treacherous tree and blackberry line trench where they believe D.B. Cooper's parachute may have been done. The Vancouver Trench has been previously unsearched and is one mile from where a portion of D.B. Cooper's ransom was found back in 1980. On the first day of the latest search, the group found a tattered white sheet, which they believe was bought from Kmart between 1964 and 1967. Euless says an analysis of the sheet's fibers will be conducted to determine whether they resemble fibers found on Cooper's clip-on tie, which he said was bought from J.C. Penney back in 1964 or 65. A sheet. Ooh, it's exciting. I wonder. It is exciting. <laughs> you know, you know, there are so many legends around D.B. Cooper, but one of the ones that really is, sparks my imagination is there's this this legendary story of that he became a priest and lived in Depot Bay, Oregon. Yeah, believe. I mean, you you can go online and check this out. There's this whole legendary story that he was a priest. Didn't say if he was a Catholic priest, but just pose presented as a priest, himself right. as yeah. one and lived out the rest of his days on that money he stole. I, I guess in Depot Bay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, utility rates for Portland General Electric customers are expected to go up. By 17% in 2024, the Oregon Public Utility Commission said Tuesday. Now, the Utility Commission recently approved two PGE rate increases, a yearly adjustment for power supply costs, and a general rate increase for all other utility costs. This marks the second year in a row that PGE has increased its rates. In 2023, rates for residential customers increased between 7 and 20%. That's quite a swing. Earlier this year, PGE proposed a 14% rate increase for all customers in 2024. Now, the rate increase data isn't official yet, the commission said. The final impact of the general rate and power cost increases, along with other rate adjustments proposed by PGE, including additional charges to cover costs of the company's wildfire mitigation actions will be reported in December after PGE's additional adjustment proposals have been reviewed. Well, in sports, it was a power surge in Phoenix last night. The Texas Rangers are one win away from their first World Series title. Game four of the 2023 World Series features the Rangers putting up five spots in the second and third inning en route to an 11-7 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks last night in Phoenix. Corey Seager hit a 431-foot homer. Marcus Simeon drove in five runs with a triple and a home run. And Travis Jankowski added a two-run double. They helped Andrew Heaney cruise through five innings on the mound for the Rangers. And they are gained their 10th consecutive road victory during the playoffs. Wow. If they get number 11 tonight, they get the title. Patrick, how hard is it for a baseball team in the World Series to win Three straight games. 
I mean, that's what the Diamondbacks are going to have to do now, right? Every game is is it. It's happened. It, it, it has. It's happened before, but it is it is long odds. But uh, they call them instead of – they've been called the comebacks in, instead of the Diamondbacks okay. this year because they have had this amazing ability to come back every time they've been ruled out. I remember people uh, at the start of the playoffs going, how did the Diamondbacks get in? You know, that this they're going to be out quick, and here they are. And here they are. So okay. don't, don't rule out the comebacks, especially if they can win at home tonight. Okay, perfect. Well, today, All Saints Day honors the holy men and women who are in heaven, most of whom have been lost to history and are not included in the official list of canonized saints. This feast is a reminder that all of us Catholics are on a mission to be saints in heaven one day, even if we won't be formally canonized. Now, All Saints Day is an important feast day in the liturgical calendar, typically, and it is, a holy day of obligation. And it's a perfect day to learn about the lives of the saints, making it an especially delightful holiday to share with your children. Here's a few ways that you can bring the lives of the saints and celebrate it with your kids. Go to Mass together. As I said, it is a holy day of obligation. Open up your calendar. Pick out the Mass. Find your church bulletin from Sunday. That's the time to go. You've got to get there, even if it means skipping CYO practices, as you should. <laughs> Learn about the lives of the saints. There are so many that that really inspire young kids. Think about Blessed Carlo Acutis, a wonderful saint buried in a tracksuit, but he was so devoted to the Eucharist. Talk together about becoming saints. Do your kids know that each and every one of them can be a saint in the making? Have an All Saints Day parade. Now, that's a classic way to celebrate the day. In many Catholic schools, kids are dressing up today as their favorite saint. And then ask for that saint's intercession with them. One of the most important things to emphasize to your kids is that the saints are still with us through God's grace, even though they have died and gone to heaven. Encourage children to ask for their prayers of these loving heavenly friends who want so much to cheer us on as we journey towards joining them in heaven. I think I got another tip, though, Brenda. What's you that? Know, we talked yesterday. We're in the middle of a triduum of All Hallows Time. That's right. So I love celebrate this. celebrate the whole thing. Halloween, All Saints, All Souls. Uh, it's a three-day celebration, so live it up. Nobody has a party like a Catholic party. <laughs> That's right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And another way that you can celebrate the saints today, beginning at 9 a.m., running all the way to this evening, is All Saints Relics Display and Presentation at Mount Angel Abbey. Join their community for a large display of its relics collection in the Abbey Church. Relics Master Brother Alfredo will give a presentation entitled Hallows, Living Icons of the Incarnate and Risen Christ. There's a whole uh, program of events at different times. And also this afternoon in Spanish, too. So you will not uh, miss a thing. Now, remember, you can find details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. It is incredible to see those relics. I, I Back in 2020, they brought them all out, and I saw it amazing, amazing. Oh. So if you get a chance to head to the hilltop today, check that out. And, you know, one of my favorite saints, St. Francis. Father Dan is back to talk more about St. Francis and All Saints Day, All Souls Day, just ahead after we check weather at Matra Day Radio. Mm-hmm. 
Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Seven forty-three at Mater Day Radio, and we are just kind of in the dry spell right before we hit the flood. It's going to get really wet after one o'clock this afternoon. High up to fifty-six. Chance of rain ninety percent, and then a ninety percent chance of rain again tonight and tomorrow. We could see over half an inch of accumulation between tomorrow morning and now. So mm. it's going to get really wet. Be careful out there as well because uh, that's going to start pooling on the roadways this afternoon, probably right around rush hour. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> Currently it is 49 degrees at All Saints Catholic Church in Portland. And it is 44 degrees at Marist Catholic High School in Eugene. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with my conversation with Father Dan Petit, Franciscan Friar. We're discussing some of the topics around the feast days of Saint of All Souls and All Saints, purgatory, and our desire to go to heaven and the importance of praying for the dead. And Father Dan, I wanted to just go back to the time of Saint Francis. And as Saint Francis is his is building this community, uh, living this life, and he had a life that I think he was ashamed of for a while as he started to accept Christ. How would he approach death? How would he approach purgatory? What are the ways in which he talked to his fellow friars about death? Well, I think the, I think the final moments of his death say it all. Um, he basically asked the brothers when he was dying to please derobe him and leave him completely naked on the ground. Cause he said, as I came forth naked from the womb, I go back naked and with nothing except the clothing Christ had provided him in baptism. That was his cloak. That was how that was his wedding garment, if you will. You know, that's what we receive in baptism. So but he was completely unclothed of anything in this world. And I mean, Francis was radical. Let's let's face it. I mean, he he derobed in front of the bishop, took all his clothes off, gave them back to his father. No longer my father, Pietro Bernardoni, but our father in heaven. Well, 
at death, it was the same thing. It's I had he had nothing of this world on, not even his habit, and was clothed only in the garment of his baptism when he died. Do we learn a little bit about purgatory or the idea of what happens to us after death from the actions of St. Francis? Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because and this testifies to some things did bother Francis late in his life, even that he had done before his conversion. We don't have the details of that. We can we can speculate, but you really can't say for sure that he got into some things prior to his conversion that were very worldly, that upset him very much. And there was this wealthy uh, nobleman who gave Francis a mountain, Poggio Bastoni, in Italy, to, there's a very high mountain to go and pray, and he used to go up there in solitude and pray, and he was up there toward the end of his life, a couple of years before he died, and he was in prayer before the Lord, so fearful for his salvation, that the Lord gave him the grace of purgatory that we receive when we go to purgatory, which is, Francis, you are assured of salvation relax you know it's like i i don't know how else to calm you i i give you the assurance of your salvation and that's the grace we receive when we go to purgatory well francis received that before he died because he was so fearful that he wasn't going to make it as a result of what he had done that the that the lord finally calmed him and assured him francis you're with me francis i've got you i'm never going to let you go there's no snatching out of my father's hand and uh, he came to peace at that moment for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. There's, I think, a lesson in that to learn is penance. And you mentioned earlier that we have time now. We don't know how much time we have to convert our hearts, to be able to right the wrongs. What are some of those things that St. Francis learned and we should learn about how to best prepare so that we are on the track for purgatory in heaven. Well, you know, Francis spoke of persevering in penance. That's the way he put it. Now, for him, that obviously meant some very uh, frightful ascetical disciplines, uh, frightful fasting. I mean, that um, even to the point where he himself would would say that he had, you know, mistreated his body as a result of the severity of the, the practices, but there's other things like, for example, his love for the Eucharist was very central to his love for Jesus. And another pers- uh, practice he, he spoke of in persevering in penance, what he also meant is to frequent the sacrament of confession. He actually did speak of that as persevering in penance because because of our weaknesses, we can become discouraged. And it, it, it's only, um, you know, it's like the um, the text of Scripture says the just man falls seven times a day and the unjust only once because the unjust becomes so discouraged he stays down. Mm. Well, Francis would speak of persevering in penance by getting to the sacrament again and allowing Jesus to pick you up again and now you're on your way again. It just Keep persevering in, in that relationship and don't give up because Jesus isn't going to give up on you. And that's also for Francis, I think, the key to persevering in penance is to realize we can't give up because Christ never gives up on us. 
even if we happen to give up on ourselves. No, we have to we have to return to him time and time again. Right, right. What are some ways that you would suggest that we continue to to have that fortitude, to have that perseverance, but also to observe this time of of prayer and 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 offering prayers for the deceased? Well, I think I think one of the more important gifts, I guess, we receive in baptism for that uh, that persevering and getting up again and is coming to know Jesus through faith and who he is. Um, not enough people in their faith. They, they, we need, we're in a crisis of faith, I think. We need to revive in our faith because the first uh, gift that our faith gives us is the knowledge that this God loves us so much. And, and we lose sight of that when our faith grows dim. And we start to think of him as just the lawgiver, which he is. He did give us the law, but we never get to what he did in us and for us in Christ to deliver us from the condemnation of the law, which is to die on the cross for us so that we would become adopted sons and daughters. Well, our faith gives us that. And I think today we do need to revive in our faith and conviction of I am loved. I am loved by this God, and there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God that comes in Christ Jesus. That's the thing that we need to revive that helps us keep getting up again, I think, and not lose hope. Right. I think that that we are a people of hope, and that's what we need to continue to focus on. Yeah. And, you know, we're also not the church of the perfect. <laughs> right. We're the, church, we're the church of the repentant. And that means we have to keep getting up again. When we come up against the Swiss cheese of our lives with all its disconnects, we need to keep getting up again and again, and his mercy endures forever. So that becomes also a part of it. Right. And I guess for me, the saints are those examples of the men and women who got back up. St. Francis got back up, you know, and we we can learn from that. And that's what we want to whether we're a saint with a big S or a little S, I'll take a little tiny S as long yes. as I get to be a saint. Well, you, you know, St. Therese has, you probably remember this too, I'm sure, Dina Marie, of the image she gave of like uh, someone that maybe is a, a big glass of a saint or just a thimble of a saint. Neither of them is going to be disappointed because they're both going to be filled over to the brim of love, no matter whether you are, you hold a lot of it or a little of it, you won't be unsatisfied, you know? Right. Well, that's good news. That's good news. <laughs> well, with the moment that we have left Father Dan, just your final message for us to embrace this time of prayer, of penance, uh, of perseverance, and of hope in the month of November. Yeah, I think especially uh, we do need to revive in our faith, certainly for our own hope, but then we also need to exercise that for our loved ones and not not to forget them. Um, it's 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 un unfortunate sometimes to see how sometimes uh, families will have loved ones who die and they're content with simply having, say, for example, a prayer service at the funeral home, but no mass in the church. And boy, that mass applied to the souls. I mean. It might not mean as much 
maybe to some of the family if they haven't been practicing the faith, but for the sake of your loved ones, the ones who have passed away, a mass applied to them. You just can't measure the value of that. And we need to be thinking of our dead more completely. If if they practice the faith to the end, make sure to pray for them. Or if you maybe you've weakened in the faith and maybe don't see it quite the same way, but still have masses said for them, uh, you know, so that 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 grace can meet them and bring them into glory if they need it, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Father Dan, we're so grateful for your time. Look forward to spending more time with you in the future. Would you please help us close with your prayer and blessing? Sure. Let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray and thank you for the grace we have in our baptism, our confirmation, and in the Eucharist, by which we may ever grow closer to you and persevere in our doing penance to remain with you into the heavens. We pray for all our loved ones and ask they may too enjoy the glory of your face through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the blessed mighty God descend upon you, remain with you forever in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed November. Thank you. You too, Dina Marie. 755 at Mater Day Radio, and we're all striving to become saints. One of the ways that you might get some help is through the Hail Mary Media app. We can't guarantee it'll make you a saint, but it can't hurt. And you can download that at your favorite place where you get all your apps online or get all the details at materdayradio.com. It's the free Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 757 Mater Day Radio on the Morning Blend with Pat and Brenda and the Oregon Ducks and the Washington Huskies right in the thick of it with the new college football poll getting ready for the playoffs. We'll tell you where they stand coming up. And Pope Francis offers a prayer intention for every month of the year. This month, Well, it's for himself. I'll explain right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Have you ever stopped to think about just how many saints are canonized or at least beginning the process in the history of the church? Well, today we celebrate all of them, both known and unknown. 
Today is feast day we love to call All Saints Day and sometimes referred to as All Hallows Day. It might seem strange to us to dedicate one single day to thousands of recognized saints, but we're called to observe this day as a holy day of obligation. Members of the early church regularly celebrated the lives of the martyrs and St. John the Baptist, praying for their intercessions on their dedicated feast days or date of known death. There grew to be so many martyrs during the reign of Emperor Diocletian in the fourth century that each martyr could no longer be given their own feast day. Then, even more saints became officially canonized outside of martyrdom in the church. Individuals were given their own feast days, and within no time, it was clear that a proper day of celebration was to be added to the church's calendar. It was finally in the year 609 that the Roman Pantheon was dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary, along with all martyrs throughout the church's history on the 13th of May. A chapel in the Vatican Basilica was also dedicated to all saints of the church, living with God in the eternal kingdom on November 1st. In the end, Pope Gregory IV designated the November date as the official celebration of All Hallows Day during his papacy to establish unity and celebration. All Hallows Day was also declared a holy day of obligation to draw us back into remembrance of the lives of every saint, known and unknown, who has paved the way to holiness and eternity in heaven with God. Why wouldn't we want to remind ourselves to reach out to them and ask for their help to get where they currently are? It's through their example of faith that we know that obtaining an eternal relationship with God is totally possible. There's plenty of small ways to celebrate this feast day with your family and friends. You can gather together to pray the Litany of the Saints, maybe even try including your patron saint's name in the Litany, or other saints that have encouraged you throughout the years. You could also go out and make an elaborate feast for dinner. Bust out those dinner plates before the upcoming holiday season. If you have any kids, have them dress up as their favorite saint and reflect on their virtuous story. And don't forget to go to Mass today. Maybe even taking time to say a small prayer to an unknown saint so that they may hear your prayers and help you along your own way to holiness. The lives of the saints should inspire each of us to live our lives for God. It's through their witnesses of faith that we ourselves can be encouraged to fight the good fight and finish the race that the reward of eternal heaven with God is beyond worth it. Let us all learn from their loving example of sainthood and how we ourselves can obtain eternal life with God. All you holy men and women, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and the lives of the saints, you can also pray with Mater Day Radio if you download the free Hail Mary Media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 801. And in your news, FBI Director Christopher Wray warned on Tuesday that Hamas's rampage inside Israel could inspire violence here in the U.S., telling lawmakers that multiple foreign extremist groups have called for attacks against Americans in the West in recent weeks. In his testimony before the Senate Homeland Security Committee, Ray gave his most detailed and ominous assessment of potential threats in the United States since the October 7th attack by Hamas on Israeli soldiers and civilians. Though the FBI isn't currently tracking any organized threat inside the U.S., law enforcement is concerned about the potential of attacks by individuals or small groups. The Bureau has already seen an increase in attacks on overseas military bases and expects cyber attacks targeting American infrastructure to get much worse as the conflict expands. 
The Pope's monthly prayer intention entrusts the, the faithful worldwide in this unique this November. The intention is for himself. He says, pray to the Lord that he will bless me. The Bishop of Rome states, your prayer gives me strength and helps me to discern and to accompany the church, listening to the Holy Spirit. And the monthly prayer intention of the Bishop of Rome is illustrated by the Pope's video from the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network. The video this month has an intimate tone since it is dedicated to the month's intention for the Pope. He tells the story of his pontificate through his emotions. And apart from the best known moments, such as the first moments after his election, there are others that are almost unknown, made up of hugs and prayers in different parts of the world. It's a really beautiful video. I love it when we get an opportunity to actually hear his voice. And he narrates today, this month's video. Uh, there are subtitles in English, but... They're right. It's just such beautiful images of Pope Francis. And, you know, you know how difficult life can be in our own jobs. Can you imagine the weight on his shoulders? And, you know, I always think back, he only has one lung. Right. I think people lose sight of that. He's got this diminished capacity in this cardiovascular system that he still just keeps going. You would never know. The U.S. infant mortality rate rose by 3% last year, the largest increase in two decades, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. White and Native American infants, infant boys, and babies born at 37 weeks or earlier had significant death rate increases last year. The CDC's report also noted larger increases for two of the leading causes of infant deaths, maternal complications and bacterial meningitis. The increase is the first statistically significant jump in the rate since the increase between 2001 and 2002. Researchers could not establish whether the 2022 rise was a one-year statistical blip or the beginning of a more lasting trend. All right. You know, the United States, with all the money and technology we have, we should have the lowest in the world. So hopefully that is just a bump and that will come back down. Leopoldo Gonzalez, Archbishop of Acapulco, Mexico, expressed his closeness to those affected by Hurricane Otis in Mexico and called on the faithful to help the victims. In a statement Gonzalez read in a video posted on the Archdiocese Facebook page, he thanked Pope Francis for his concern for the situation there. The prelate also expressed his solidarity with the family and friends of those who lost their lives and said that with the community... He is praying for their eternal rest and for their peace, your family and your friends. It is estimated now that almost 10,500 homes were damaged in addition to several hotels, while of the 70 gas stations in Acapulco, only eight are still functioning. Now, the hurricane knocked down more than 10,000 light poles, of which about 3,200 have already been put back up. And the inhabitants of Acapulco and surrounding towns have requested non-perishable food and constant police patrols due to the looting that has been going on during the state of emergency. 
You know, Brenda, I uh, had the opportunity uh, to go to Acapulco twice. Really? It is beautiful. It is a gorgeous place. But they have been through so much with the cartels over the last uh, two decades. And then for this, on top of that, mm-hmm. it's uh, we really should pray for them. It's a, it's an incredible area of Mexico. But uh, I, I saw some pictures, and it was unrecognizable it's, from, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And in sports... Well, the college football poll is out, and there are some familiar names in there. Ohio State took the number one spot in the college football playoff rankings released last night, while two-time defending national champion Georgia is right behind at number two. Michigan, under NCAA investigation amid their sign-stealing scandal, is number three. Florida State, number four. And here's where those familiar names are. Number five, the Huskies of Washington. And the only one-loss team at the top of the rankings, the Oregon Ducks at number six. Wow, how about that? And, of course, their only loss is to Washington. So, uh, yeah, so we've got the the two big Pac-12 schools. I guess they're still in the Pac-12, right? Yeah. I guess, at least for this year. (laughs) They're knocking on the door. They could get in because Ohio State and Michigan have to play later in the season. So, you know, that's going to take one of them out right there. Well, I just reported on the Pope's monthly prayer. This month, the intention is for the Pope himself. And as I said, you think your job is tough. <laughs> think about what Pope Francis has on his shoulder. Now, in the history of the church, there have been 266 popes so far. Now, 11 of them are blessed. One is venerable. Two are servants of God. And 82 are venerated as saints. Now, why is it important to pray for the Pope? Because the Pope is the successor of Peter and as Peter has an enormous mission in relation to his strength to fulfill it, he needs our prayers. So in in Luke chapter 22, it says, Simon, I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fall. Now, Jesus himself said this to Peter that he has prayed for him. He knows that Peter needs his prayers to face the mission that awaits him. Well, the same can be said for his successors who are our popes. And then in Matthew chapter 16, it says, Upon this rock I will build my church. As Peter, the pope is the bishop of Rome, and so the rock on which the church depends. He has the task often not easy to carry that weight. I mean, we just have, we work to support our families. His his work is to bring souls to God. I mean, that's that's quite an event. Of course, when you pray your rosary, very traditionally, that first our father for the Pope and his intentions. So always keep that in mind. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Tomorrow, beginning at 10 a.m., it is the All Souls Day Masses at Portland Metro Catholic Cemeteries. Archbishop Emeritus John Vlasny will celebrate at Gethsemane Funeral Home in Happy Valley. Archbishop Alexander Sample, celebrant at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery in Portland. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Patrick, if you remember last year on the air david and i said yeah archbishop sample you're just up the hill celebrating mass if you got a little extra time stop on over to mater day radio studios have a cup of coffee with us
He sure did that. I remember. So that is an open invitation again, Archbishop Sample, if you'd like to join us tomorrow. Those services might be a little bit wet tomorrow. They might have to move them indoors, and we'll have a check of that soggy forecast just ahead. And we'll have a look into social awareness with our friend Michael Davis just ahead at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer Thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the holy souls in purgatory. Join Mater Dei Radio as we unite with the communion of saints. We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or send your intention through materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us throughout November as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions. At Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 812 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, if you're headed down to uh, Mass on this Old Souls Day at uh, All Saints Day at noon, um, you're probably going to get rained on coming out. <laughs> yeah, we've got a 90% chance of rain this afternoon, high near 56. And then tonight, just going to keep on raining, low down to about 49. Rain tomorrow, and then rain every day on the forecast for into next Tuesday. So. Okay, <laughs> yeah, well, be, be ready. Grab your raincoat. <laughs> Indeed. Currently, it is 48 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas, Washington. And 45 at St. Mary in Albany. Well, every week in his podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis brings forward different social justice ideas and then how we can act locally 
on these ideas. Well, nothing seems to affect us more obviously than the homeless crisis that's here in Portland and also in Southwest Washington. Just a drive down I-5 and you can see the scattering of tents and trash and things that kind of build up along the way because people have what seems like no other options. Michael is joining us today because he's going to offer thoughts on homelessness and how to approach the situation caringly, yet also making sure that we are doing the best we can for the people living on the margins of society. Michael, thank you so much for staying with us today. Thank you, Brenda. It's good to be back. Michael, my commute takes me right down I-5. And it seems that it's most apparent there where you see so many homeless people living. It's easy access to the roads and out into the neighborhoods. But then there's also Marine Drive where it seems like there is a mile of broken down vehicles and people living Mm. in RVs. And while my Catholic faith tells me and shows me how to act with compassion and mercy, there's also a citizen part of my mind that says, this just can't happen in the city. Mm-hmm. So how do we balance first our Catholic faith where we recognize that compassion and mercy doesn't also mean just letting people do what they want to do? Yeah. I mean, if you look into the gospels, you know, Jesus, uh, yeah, he was very compassionate, patient with Peter, but also he was very confrontive with the Pharisees. And it really has to do with the heart, right? Mm. Kind of discerning where a person's heart is, how you need to relate to that person. But we've got to look at the entire picture of uh, Catholic teaching on uh, society and creating that just society. And justice and mercy always have to be present side by side. So in justice, there's accountability and there's a standard to live up to. And people are thriving in a just society. But in mercy, you know, we're going to forgive. We're going to overlook a multitude of sins, so to speak, you know, forgiving. But even when, like, you go to confession, there's so much mercy and forgiveness in confession. But there's also penance. Yes. And confession. So there's the justice part of it. And so in society, we're seeing, and I'm bringing out in this week's podcast, that Yes, we're going to help you. We're going to walk with you through your deep struggle in life. But you're still expected to be part of society. We're not going to put up with you destroying yourself, destroying businesses, destroying neighborhoods, and destroying the earth with all this garbage. So there's that balanced approach that I think we've forgotten that justice part. We've just focused so much on the mercy part. Michael, in recognizing that, you know, Christ said there will always be poor among mm-hmm. you. Okay. And we recognize that obviously. So what is the best way to directly help a person in need for their immediate needs right now? And then also for the greater need of a community to not allow, you know, people mm-hmm. sleeping in neighborhoods where, mm-hmm. where there are other people who are living within the, a certain boundary of society. I think in that question, there's like a a small picture and a big picture involved in that. The small picture, immediate need of food, here's some food, right? Real quick. But um, the bigger picture is what's the real need and the real immediate need. You know, the real need is that you're destroying yourself. 
maybe if it's with drugs and we're going to stop enabling that because we are, I mean, this crazy notion from Multnomah County of providing drug paraphernalia. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. No, we're not going to enable that. We're not going to enable laziness. If you don't want to work, we're, we're just not going to get sucked dry as a society anymore. So people are going to be expected to thrive. But one of the things I hit and you're talking about immediate need the real need underlying and the real problem with this enablement mentality we have with homelessness now is that we are not giving people the opportunity to live their created purpose. And their created purpose is to be a very healthy, contributive member of society. And by enabling them to be outside of that, we're ripping them off by not allowing them the fulfillment and joy of living in a healthy society. Michael Davis podcast is common sense on social justice. You're going to access that podcast on the Hail Mary media app. You'll also going to find it at materdayradio.com under the standalone podcast menu. So Michael, what can we do though? How do you help somebody maybe that doesn't want to be help or who have challenges like mental health challenges that really makes the approach different when, I mean, whereas you'd say, okay, here's what we can do. Now you got to do the rest for some people, many living on the, on the streets. They're just so limited. Yeah. And good question there. So what's happened currently is that we've created this housing first model. So we, take these people and we house them in traditional housing like apartment complexes and they're not able to live in that kind of environment and many people can make that giant leap and it is a giant leap from the streets into traditional housing but many can't and what we've failed to do is to create a phased approach off the streets. It's just like you have a baby, right? You don't expect that baby to go to work, you know, every day and help mm. pay the rent at uh-huh. the house, right? It's life has phases to it. And these people who are severely stunted in their mentality and their emotional life or whatever it is, some of them in their physical abilities, we have created this one-stop shop of housing model that expects them to live in traditional housing and that's setting them up for failure because especially if they're on drugs or addicted to alcohol, then they create chaos where they're at, trash the apartment, create chaos for the neighbors. They get an eviction. What do we do? We just put them in a worse situation. Now they really can't get housing work because now they have an eviction. So what we really need to do is discern case by case, each individual, where are you? What are your real needs? And how can we get you there? And some people really do. They may need to live somewhere that's got a lot of handholding. You know, we used to have the uh, places for people with mental illness to live where they had that on-site monitoring and help. And we got rid of that. So, Michael, in your work, you have worked with people kind of transitioning from homelessness with all kinds of issues and then into finding permanent housing. I guess the big question that many people have is, is it possible? I mean, are there stories out there of successes where people have been addicted to 
to drugs and alcohol, who've been living on the streets chronically, is there a way that they can actually re-enter society? Is it possible? Yeah, it really is possible. And I uh, am a big fan of this tax that we passed in the metro area uh, that metro runs you know the three counties um, Clackamas Multnomah and Washington counties they uh, house the homeless now again you know a little bit more phasing could happen in the housing but that money is actually helping people who can just probably never get to the point of being able to pay all the extreme move-in costs there are nowadays with deposit and getting rent paid so it's helping these individuals, and I, I've seen quite a few of them, and I'm thinking of one man in particular, 20 years living on the streets and developed all wow. these physical disabilities just from the harshness of living on the streets, gets housed, and now he his life has so turned around that he is very, being a very contributing member of society and helping others, and he's so focused he's so healed now that he's able to accomplish some of his life dreams for one thing. And he really is functioning fully as a human again. And he tells me over and over again, hadn't been for this help, but it took a lot of work to get there. And it took a lot of of walking with him through that. It took a a, a lot of people. Mm. (laughs) It wasn't just me. And, but it happened. And so I think we're going to have to get off our couches as a society and say, take ownership, the accountability ownership. We're not allowing you to destroy society, but we're also going to take ownership for where we failed as a society that created this problem. Well, Michael, again, lots of questions and you tackle a tough subject and you offer some solutions and it sounds like it's going to be another great podcast. Thanks for your time today. Yes, thank you. I've enjoyed it. And remember, Michael's podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice at materdayradio.com. You'll find it under digital media, standalone podcasts. You'll also be able to access that podcast plus an archive of Michael's show on the Hail Mary media app. 823 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. So, Brenda, I'm on my walk yesterday afternoon before the big rain's coming, and I'm counting boats again. In, in people's driveways. In driveways, yards, all, all side <laughs> of houses. Wherever they can park their and boat, huh? Over 15 boats that I counted on my, on my little walk yesterday. And they're not going anywhere. It's not like they're in the water. They're in people's yards. So <laughs> if you've got a boat at your house and it is not you know, going to go in the lake anytime soon, why not consider donating that to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program? Yes, we accept boats. We accept cars, trucks. RVs, vans, if it has a motor, chances are we'll take it. You can check out all the details. Deb's got that for you. It's real easy to get it donated at MontredayRadio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio, and the saints are marching in. we got details on this All Saints Day. Plus, it looks like electric rates are going up. Yeah, mm. sorry, sorry to spoil the celebration. <laughs> and for the first time in their entire history, Portland Public School teachers... They're out on strike. No school today. I'll have an update for you on that story in three minutes. It is Jamie Teton. It's a good day. We are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio and Jamie Teton. It's a good day to be alive because it's All Saints Day and it's 8.30. Portland educators are on strike today. Portland Public Schools and the Portland Association of Teachers made the announcement Tuesday evening following months of unsuccessful negotiations between Portland Public Schools and Portland Association of Teachers. The strike affects more than 80 campuses district-wide, with the exception of district charter schools. This is the first teacher strike in PPS history. Tuesday afternoon, officials reiterated their argument that the union's proposal is just not financially possible. And the teachers' leadership said... There's been no movement on major issues like cost of living increases. They also said the district has refused to bargain over issues such as class size limits and student mental health support. In addition, they said PPS latest proposal removes language regarding special education they'd already agreed on. The strike will cancel classes today and Thursday unless there's an agreement soon. Students were not expecting to attend school on Friday due to a professional development day. Now, if the strike continues through Friday, district officials said report cards, they are going to be delayed. Well, speaking of the cost of living, the Oregon Public Utility Commission has approved an estimated rate increase of roughly 17% for Portland General Electric customers starting on January 1st. Customers will see the utility costs through billing changes and additional fees put in place to recover the company's wildfire prevention cost. The Oregon Public Utility Commission said the rate hike were adjusted to meet PGE's rising utility supply costs. The Public Utility Commission said the exact rate increase will be announced in December when all proposed rate adjustments have been reviewed. The Commission is currently reviewing one final condition that could lower their 2024 cost estimates. What do you want to know about that doesn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the Vatican's Dicastery for the Clergy has agreed to review the merger of two Archdiocese of St. Louis parishes with Archbishop Mitchell Rosansky had decreed in May as part of a major pastoral planning initiative affecting parishes and priests in the Archdiocese. Both parishes had, at Romansky's direction, been subsumed into others in recent months, creating a new parish grouping. St. Elizabeth and St. Philip and James were just two of several parishes with parishioners who sought recourse from the Vatican against the decrees beginning in the summer. Now, under canon law, a diocesan bishop has the authority to alter parishes, but only for a just reason specific to each parish. Concern for souls must be the principal motivation for modifying a parish. There is no specific timeline for the Vatican's review of the decree, but a decision could take several months, according to the archdiocese. And in a related story, Brenda, the Archdiocese in New Orleans just announced that it's engaged in the difficult and painful decision to consolidate 11 parish communities, permanently close seven churches, and consolidate three territories in the coming months to ensure sustainability and vitality. So it's, yeah. it's happening all over the country. It is. And I think that story especially affects those of us who are in the Archdiocese of Seattle because we have begun that process. I think that they are estimating between 40, uh, excuse me, 50 to 60 percent of parishes going to be closing. 
quite a difference from 10 percent. Absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, the uh, Washington State, uh, the legend of D.B. Cooper continues to have another Mm -hmm. chapter in it. During a new search effort that started last Thursday, amateur D.B. Cooper investigators claimed they found a flat sheet, which they believe was used by the escape plane hijacker back in 1971. A small search team led by amateur investigator Eric Eulis searched a treacherous tree and Blackberry Line trench where they believe D.B. Cooper's parachute may have been dumped. The Vancouver trench was previously unsearched and is about a mile from where a portion of D.B. Cooper's ransom was found back in 1980. On the first day of the latest search, the group found a tattered white sheet, which they believe was bought from Kmart between 1964 and 67. They're going to analyze the sheet's fibers and see if it corresponds to fibers found on Cooper's clip-on tie, which was bought from a J.C. Penney back in 1964 and 65. Parachute, not a sheet. We need to find the parachute. This was a sheet. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Why? Like, what was he doing Why would he with have the a sheet? sheet? Yeah, but... You know, this know. this legend just is, it will, it will not go away. Never. <laughs> and let's keep it alive as best we can. Well, the Pope's monthly prayer intention entrusted to the faithful worldwide is unique this November. The intention for himself and says, pray to the Lord that he will bless me. The Bishop of Rome states, your prayer gives me strength and helps me to discern and to accompany the church listening to the Holy Spirit. The monthly prayer intention of the Bishop of Rome is illustrated by the Pope's video from the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network. The video this month has an intimate tone since it is dedicated to this month's intention for the Pope. He tells the story of his pontificate through his emotions. And apart from the best known moments, such as the first moments after his election, there are also others that are almost unknown, made up of hugs and prayers in different parts of the world. And in sports, the Texas Rangers are just one win away from their very first World Series title. Game 4 of the 2023 World Series featured the Rangers putting up five spots in both the second and third inning en route to an 11-7 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks last night in Phoenix. At one point when I went to bed, it was 11-1. So the the comebacks, as they call them, not the Diamondbacks, the comebacks did come back a little bit. But they're going to have to come back a lot now because the Rangers just need one more win. And they've got the title. And they have now won 11 in a row on the road during the postseason. They get get that next one tonight and uh, it's all over. They don't even have to go back to Arlington to win it. Oh, they can just smell victory. It's so close. I would love for the Diamondbacks to just win the next two because... A game seven can always go either way. I will tell you this, though. The uh, Texas Rangers were one strike away from winning the World Series about 20 years ago. Oh, and they ne- didn't do never it. got it. Okay. Never got it. So anything's possible. It's baseball, baby. That's right. <laughs> All Saints Day honors the holy men and women who are in heaven, most of whom have been lost to history and are not included in the official list of canonized saints. This feast is a reminder that all of us Catholics are on a mission to be saints in heaven one day, even if we won't be formally canonized. All Saints Day is an important feast day in the liturgical calendar, typically, and it is in the Archdiocese of Portland and in Seattle, a holy day of obligation. And it's a perfect day to learn about the lives of the saints, making it especially delightful holiday to share with children. 
Now, here are a few ways that you can celebrate today. Of course, go to Mass together. Holy Day of Obligation should be treated just as every Sunday in the calendar. Get out your phone, pick which Mass is going to fit into the schedule, and make sure you all get there. You can also learn about the lives of the saints. Julian Durko's show, Your Next Mission from God, has incredible stories, and you can read a book or watch a movie about the saints. Talk together about becoming saints. Make sure you remind kids that, yes, the goal is for them to be saints too. And while sometimes they can be naughty, Julie points out, even with the saints, sometimes they got it wrong before they got it right. Have a little All Saints Day parade. Let your kids pick out a saint that they might be interested in. Tell the story and have a little march. A lot of Catholic schools are doing that today. And then remind them to ask for that saint's intercession. One of the most important things to emphasize to your kids is that the saints are still with us through the grace of God, even though they have died and gone to heaven. Encourage the children to ask for the prayers of these loving heavenly friends who want so much to cheer us on as we journey toward joining them in heaven. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday, beginning at 9 a.m., is a Eucharistic of Encountering workshop with Father Ricky Manilow at St. Cecilia's Parish. St. Cecilia invites all to encounter Christ through music and conversation with Father Ricky Manilow. And also on Saturday evening is the Regina Chaley Academy Golden Harvest Banquet. Furstenberg Center in Vancouver helps support Regina Chaley Academy's Catholic homeschooling families, dinner, drinks, silent auction, raffle music, and guest speaker. They got a good deacon. Scott Aiken is going to be joining them that evening. And remember, you can find good details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. All right, I've been studying. I'm ready. My first quiz, my first time, I, I saw the torture you put David through. So <laughs> His I, final exam. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. All I'm right. ready. I'm it's ready. It's an All Saints quiz coming up. And we've got a soggy forecast coming up, too. That's just ahead at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. If you had the chance to sit down for 10 minutes with the world's greatest teacher, would you take it? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. If you said yes, you're in luck. Go take out your Bible, and you can spend 10 minutes or even more with the Spirit of the Living God. Who is a better teacher or greater expert than the Holy Spirit? In his rule, St. Benedict sends us to the Bible every day, and it's free. Second Timothy tells us all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, and for training in righteousness. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? For your free copy of the Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. 
Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 843 at Monterey Radio, and in a word, wet. Very wet. I guess that's two words, huh? 90% chance of rain today. You should see it after 1 o'clock, high of 56. 49 tonight with another 90% chance of rain. It's rain in the forecast all the way through Tuesday. And we could see accumulation uh, up over an inch uh, over the next 24 hours. So it, it could get really, really, really wet. Okay, be ready. <laughs> Grab your raincoat. You know we don't carry umbrellas. In no, Pacific no. Northwest. Just a raincoat. <laughs> Currently, it is 50 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And 47 at St. Anthony Parish and School in Tigard. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning, Glenn? Here's David and Brenda. Oh, oh no, we got to change our second <laughs> cups. David and Brenda, Patrick and Aww. Brenda with you. Of course, a reminder. Yeah, last Friday, David Endress's last show. I'm he nowhere is... near that handsome. That's, <laughs> you're, be glad it's ready to go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I'll tell you what, though, we have just as much fun on the morning blend. It's just something about the time of day that just makes us a, a little bit happy to be alive and a lot of coffee. Oh, I drank a lot of coffee. I took a few smart pills this morning. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. You, you know, I, like I said, I've, I've watched how you treated David with these quizzes, and I'm, I'm, I'm fully prepared. You feel prepared. like you got this one. Okay. No, but I'm ready. You're ready. Okay. <laughs> so in honor of All Saints Day, I have an All Saints little quiz for you. Okay. So the thing to remember in this quiz is every answer begins with saint. Okay. It begins with saint. Now it could be a heavenly saint. It could be an earthly saint, but... The, the the key or the clue is it has to begin with saint. I got gotcha. you. Okay? okay. So I'm just going to give you the clues and just tell me what you think it is. All right. Let's see. Let's see if you can get this one. If you walked the streets in a white garment and a crown with candles on your head, you would be. St. Lucy? You would be St. Lucy. Ah, that's okay. right. The that's, sweetest That's a thing. great costume. Isn't that yeah. a good costume? Don't light the candles. So my mother told me that when she was in Catholic school back in the, can I say it, 1950s, mm -hmm. the popular TV show was I Love Lucy, and the nuns would not let them dress <gasps> as St. Lucy because... <laughs> because of that. <laughs> right. A redheaded St. Lucy, yeah. you could cover both. <laughs> yeah, just... And, and get those battery-operated candles oh, now. Okay. I think that would be a better right. way to do it. Okay, so there's a plus one. You got that one. All right, Patrick, here. Let's see if you can uh, yeah, keep up here with this one. Um, if you were to dress as a Sesame Street character with a halo and a lantern, you would be... A Sesame Street character, St. Elmo? Okay, and you've got a lantern with a flame in it? 
Okay, you'll get a I half feel like point. David. <laughs> you'll get a half point on that. How about St. Elmo's Fire? Oh, St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, I got you. Okay. okay. But St. Elmo's Fire is like a, you know, the the the, the seafarers used to see St. Elmo's Fire. That's what it, what it was. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. The, you should get this one okay. here. You, you got that. That's one and a half. We'll give you one and a half for that one. I was one. thinking Snuffleupagus. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, St. Snuffy. If you shaved the top of your head, walked around with animals beside you, you would be? St. Francis. St. Francis, yes. of course. Yeah. That beloved Franciscan that, well, Dina Marie, Father Dan loved to talk about St. Francis. That's a good one. Okay. Here we go. Let's try this one out. You, I think this will be right up your alley, your era, we'll say. <laughs> if you were a doctor... Working in a rundown Boston hospital, you would be at. I would say St. Elsewhere. St. Oh, Elsewhere. Okay. That's oh, the answer. But, uh, it's actually oh, named St. Elgius. St. Elgius was the name of the hospital, but they would, because it was so rundown, they're like, we're St. Elsewhere. There you, you almost go. got me there. You All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. We're, 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 you're doing real good here. I haven't stumped you yet. Let's well, see what we Saint can Elmo. do. St. Elmo. That's true. Uh, if you dressed in your overalls, Patrick, carried your gardening gloves and a shovel with you, you would be? St. Isidore? N- nah. The farmer? Nope. I got St. Fiacre. Saint okay, if you say but so. But you know what, though? Yeah, I think St. Isidore so is I'm a good one, Isidore too. Isidore the farmer. Yeah, yeah that's I, a I pretty good I one, though. I don't know St. Fogre? Fiacre. Fiacre. Okay. New one on me. Okay. Uh, you, you're going to get this one, but it's just too much fun. If you wore a golden black helmet with a fleur-de-lis on the side, you would be? Drew Brees. No. <laughs> you would be. Uh, New Orleans Saint. You would be a New Orleans Saint. So I have been in the New Orleans, in Metairie, Louisiana, I have been in the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame before. And it was, it took about 10 minutes to go through it. But this was before they won the Super Bowl. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So remember that they, they just came back and had all the support. They had the terrible hurricane. Right, right. And I think that it took, they were staying in the in the dome and they, they came were. back, rebuilt the city, and they think they won the Super Bowl the very next year. Yeah, exactly right. The timing was incredible. And it was uh, really impressive what Drew Brees did that season. So What a yeah. good guy, too. Yeah. Okay, here you go. This Now, this I think you did last night when you got dressed up. Dressed as a soldier. Riding a horse, and you stabbed the dragon. Who would you be? Oh, why can't I think it? St. George? It's St. George. George. There you go. That's right. And St. George is also a very popular saint in England. In fact, I think he's the patron saint of England. But yeah, St. George and the dragon. Yeah. I love that one. And it, you notice when he's holding the sword, it looks a lot like the way St. Michael holds that sword. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And I've seen similar images of St. Michael on a sword, uh, on a horse, too. Sometimes in certain images, he's got wings. And that's kind of a, a giveaway to so, tell the difference. You know what they say. So St. George killed all the dragons, right? So when was the last time you saw a dragon? Never. He yeah. must have done a good job. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, well, looking out the window, this answer might be uh, right up our alley, too. Patrick, if we ended the show, you got on an airplane with your sunscreen and your bathing suit and headed to the U.S. Virgin Islands, you would be going to? 
You have a possibility of a few answers oh. here. U.S. Virgin Islands. Hmm. I bet you it's warm there today. That's not St. Charles, is it? It is not St. Oh. Charles. Okay. Okay, so now keep guessing because we're just going to take away all your points you've earned. <laughs> Minus one. I, 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 yeah, I'm ge geographically challenged right okay. now. Okay. Uh, how about St. Thomas? St. Thomas. You got to sing that uh, sing that song of the, of the Beach Boys. You would slowly <laughs> oh, start to figure okay. them out, right? Aruba. Jim, yeah, right. St. Croix. Oh, St. Croix. And St. John. Those okay. are all islands. I got the, them all wrong. There was no St. Charles, right? There was no St. Charles. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was fantastic. So let's see. What else do we got here? I, One I more. I think I got a good solid C going into this you're, final you're question. You're pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, here's here we go. We'll do a little speed round here. Oh. Think about, and mostly they're in California, how many cities in the U.S. are named for saints? Oh, is there an, I mean. Name a few. San Antonio. San Antonio. I San love Diego. No, there's a good San one. San Francisco. There's a lot in California. A lot of the missions. San Rafael. San Gabriel. Uh, uh, Capistrano. San yeah. Juan Capistrano. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, despite our, um, our tendency to be uh, heathens in the United States sometimes, <laughs> we have holiness around us. Los Angeles, just the whole city oh, named city for the angels. angels. Sure. Yeah, so been there a few times. And uh, Trinity, Texas. Tr oh, yeah. I love that. How about that? How about Maryland, the state of Mary, Mary's land? That was the first, I believe, the first uh, diocese in the United States. And second, Portland and Oregon. We're the second diocese. Second diocese we in weren't the United even a States. State back then. Yeah, it was well it was for the Oregon Territory, right? I mean, we were a lot bigger back then too. So, yeah, much more manageable size. Imagine the number of miles that Archbishop Sample would put on his car if he had to cover the Oregon Territory. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, I must say, you know your saints very, very well. You did fantastic on your first uh, faith formation Wednesday. All right. Good deal. You know, there's a lot of difference between knowing the saints and being a saint, though. That's the thing That's I got to work That's on. That's it. All right. And we'll be back with your forecast. I'm going to close out the show. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, in praying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. To learn more about discerning your vocation, please visit archdpdxvocations.org. 
That's archdpdxvocations.org. season comes football and tailgating and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 854 at Mater Day Radio with Pat and Brenda here on The Morning Blend. And, uh, well, it's dry now, but that's going to change and change in a hurry this afternoon. 90% chance of rain this afternoon, 100% tonight, 90% tomorrow, high up to 56, and then a low tonight, 49. Be careful out there. A lot of rain is expected. we got that atmospheric river coming in. Right now, we're dry. It's uh, 47 in the Rose City. And closing out our show today... It's Crowder. <laughs> Let it rain. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Is there anybody sunshine?
bridge between your faith and everyday life is Mater Day Radio. A little bit wet on that bridge. Let it rain down on me. That's Crowder. It's 858. Now when the saints go marching in. Now when the saints go marching in. So joyful. I love it. You you hear Louis Armstrong. Oh my goodness. I want to be in that number. (laughs) What a wonderful world. Oh, that's right. So that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend on this All Saints Day episode. So remember, we got to get to Mass sometime today. It's such a beautiful opportunity to celebrate. And we'll keep the celebration going tomorrow with All Souls Day. All right. We hope you have a very blessed day.